Hey, good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to the Marvin Knows Finance Show. I am Marvin Thompson, a certified financial planner with Great River Investments in Burlington, Iowa. Uh, remember, uh, we would always like to meet with you and schedule an appointment with you. So if you're interested at the end of this call, uh, or at the end of this podcast, please give me a call at 319-576-2264 or go to my website at www.greatriverinvestments.com and go to the Contacts Us section of the site. Uh, thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to listen in. And for all you listeners on Google and Spotify, don't forget to click the, the subscribe button. I obviously can't talk this morning. And if you prefer to see my smiling face, check out my YouTube page, Marvin Knows Finances, and click subscribe there as well. <clears throat> so uh, we're coming to you with our weekly uh, financial markets uh, wrap-up. Uh, this would be based on information from August 26th of 2022. So if you're listening to this at some point in the future, um, this is what this information relates to. So during my weekly podcast uh, last week, I had mentioned that Federal, Chair Powellman, Federal Chairman Powell's comments on Friday was going to determine a near-term direction of the market. So when he spoke on Friday, um, unfortunately, his comments were not received very well. Uh, Powell basically said that the Fed will use our tools forcefully to attack inflation that is still running near its highest levels in more than 40 years. He acknowledged that rising interest rates will cause, quote-unquote, some pain to households and businesses. Um, those two sets of words basically sent the markets into a pretty big freefall on Friday, with the Dow closing down over 1,000 points on Friday alone. So uh, real quick, let's take a look at what the markets did last week. Um, the Dow closed down 1,423 points. You know That equated to a 4.23% loss. Uh, the S&P 500 closed down 170 points, which was a 4% loss. And the NASDAQ closed down 563 points for the week, which equated to a 4.4% drop. So much of the week's economic data surprised on the downside and arguably offered evidence that growth was slowing considerably in recent weeks in response to these tightening financial conditions. Now, we have kind of a weird situation going on in the financial markets right now. Let me try to explain this. On, on one hand, uh, we have a Federal Reserve who is laser focused on inflation. They realize that inflation is still the primary concern with the economy and they are trying to use the tools that they have available to them to curb inflation. Now, on the other hand, we have a government who won't stop spending money and adding monies to the money supply chain. Over the last couple of weeks, the government has passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which we've talked about. But then recently, as of last week, President Biden announced a student loan forgiveness program, where as of today, no one knows how much it will really cost. It either has to be one or the other, folks. We can't have the Federal Reserve trying to tighten the money supply. On the other hand, we have the government spending money like crazy. Um, so we either continue to spend or we fight inflation. The two do not go hand in hand because they are opposite of each other. Um, the biggest problem we see right now with the student loan forgiveness program is we don't know the true cost. Um, we're seeing everything from a program that's going to cost $300 billion to $500 billion to maybe upwards of a trillion dollars. So if it costs, let's just cut it in half and say $500 billion, that means roughly $1.2 trillion over the last three weeks has been spent on climate control and so forth, and then the student loan forgiveness program. So once again, it either has to be one or the other. Are we going to continue to fight inflation or are we going to continue to spend? 
they don't work uh, very well with each other. So I wanted to take a quick second this week, um, since this is one of the shorter podcasts, and just real quickly discuss recession. Are we in one or are we not in one? So as of this morning, we have not been officially told that we are in a recession, but a number of signs are pointing to us being in one. And I think if you took a census of the American population, most people would say we're probably in a recession. But to give you a little guidance, uh, one of the indicators that is widely used and that I use because it's a pretty good recessionary sign is I will compare short-term treasuries yields to long-term treasury yields. Um, this morning, the two-year treasury yield was at 3.425% as I was writing out this podcast. It's probably changed throughout the day. And the treasury, the 10-year treasury is at 3.106%. So basically what you have is you have shorter-term treasury notes paying 3.4%, and the 10-year treasury is paying 3.10%. This is called an inverted yield curve, okay, inverted yield curve. And this has long been held as a recessionary signal. Also, remember, as I stated before, a recession is not the end of the world. It simply means that the economy is slowing down. Further increased rates by the Fed may continue to may continue our march into recession as the higher the rates go, the less spending that will take place on larger purchase items such as homes, cars, and et cetera. Okay. So the Federal Reserve is going to continue to raise interest rates. Let's make that abundantly clear. We don't have any idea yet as to what the rate increases will be, projecting somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 basis points in September. But once again, it's just one of those wait and see kind of things. So as I wrap up this weekly podcast, here is what is upcoming this week on the economic calendar. Um, Tuesday, we have the Consumer Confidence Index report. Thursday, we hear initial jobless claims. And Friday, we have non-farm payrolls and the unemployment rate to be reported. As usual, uh, when I do my uh, report next week, I will report on these numbers and the results from what, they, what comes about it. So per usual, it is now time for me to read off some disclosures to make my compliance department happy and keep me in line with the rules. Marvin Thompson is an investment advisor representative and a registered representative with Brokers Financial Member SIPC. Opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers Financial. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Great River Investments LLC does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstances. The, this material represents an assessment of the market economic environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. Forward-looking statements are subject to certain risks and uncertainties. Actual results, performance, or achievements may differ materially from those expressed or implied. Information is based on data gathered from what we believe are reliable sources. It is not guaranteed as to be accurate, does not purport to be complete, and is not intended to be used as a primary basis for investment decisions. It should also not be construed as advice for meeting the particular needs, investment needs of any investor. Remember, past performance does not guarantee future results. Indices are unmanaged and investors <coughs> cannot invest directly in an index unless otherwise noted. Performance of an indices does not account for any fees, commissions, or other expenses that would be incurred. Returns do not include reinvested dividends. The Standard & Poor's, also known as the S&P 500, is an unmanaged group of securities considered to be representative of the stock market in general. It is a market value weighted index with each stock's weight in the index proportionate to its market values. 
The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted average of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks, primarily industrials, but includes financials and other service-oriented companies. The components, which change from time to time, represent between 15 and 20% of the market value of the New York Stock Exchange. The NASDAQ Composite Index is a market capitalization-weighted index of the more than 3,000 companies, sorry, 3,000 common equity lists on the New York Stock Exchange. The types of securities in the index include American Depository Receipts, Common Stocks, Real Estate Investment Trust, and Tracking Stocks. The index includes all NASDAQ-listed stocks that are not derivatives, preferred shares, funds, exchange-traded funds, or debentures. So thank you once again for joining me today. Um, once again, this is just a weekly summary of what happened in the previous week. Um, remember, I would like to work with you and earn the opportunity to be your financial advisor. So please reach me at 319-576-2264 or visit my website at www.greatriverinvestments.com. Fill out the Contact Us section of the website, and I or a member of my team may be in touch with you soon. Thank you very much and have a great day. Talk to you next week.